Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edigenfi. want to thank you tonight we want to bless you for this wonderful privilege and opportunity to come before your presence this Tuesday night Lord to share your word to go into your word father we are grateful the Bible makes me understand that the word is you and you are the word Lord I am a privileged servant of God anointed by you to preach and to teach the word for the liberation for the opening of prison lord for the pulling down of strongholds 
for the liberating of men for the declaration of the acceptable year of the Lord Lord tonight let your oil be stirred up in me and let it come upon me I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that my hearers shall be blessed touch people in their homes touch people in their cars touch people at their workplaces everybody online Lord watching touch them Lord bless them bless them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ let Satan never have an advantage over their lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ devil we rebuke you I declare and decree that the blood of Jesus sanctifies the airwaves and make way and give access to the word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we bind powers of darkness that oppose the going forth of the word the understanding of the word the word finding good hearts the word finding expression in the lives of men we bind all those forces and we pave way for the word of God even in the mighty name of Jesus we have prayed with thanksgiving hallelujah I'm Pastor David and I come your way once again tonight for our kingdom site service which is a teaching service where I take my time to teach the word of God and give you the opportunity to ask questions I want to tell you that as the teachings are going on I want you to do these things for me number one if you have any question you just forward it to the comment platform as you forward it to the comments I mean it shall be read to me I shall see it and I will answer your questions after the message number two I would want you to share the word the, 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 the link share it on almost every social media platform the Bible says that great is the company that publish the word so be part of the great company of publishers tonight and publish the word number three I want you to like as many as as many as the amount of money you would want to have in your account <laughs> if you are looking for two million dollars forget about the dollars and like two million like as many like plenty and then share create watch parties and invite friends to join you child of God it is good to be an agent of the word of God and the Lord will bless you and then finally I would also let you know that this is KMC E-Church and as long as it's a church we are also expected to give offerings and since we cannot meet as a family and we have this medium of meeting I will also encourage you to release your offerings your tithes your pledges whatever to the numbers that will be showing on the screen and I know the Lord will bless you God rewards our faithfulness before he rewards our works there are men that do things for God yet without a heart of faithfulness they act out of compulsion and those things have no value before God so in a season of COVID-19 where everybody's in the house there's a time god wants to see your heart of faithfulness whether truly you are giving offering traditionally or you are giving it out of love because you saw somebody giving it that's why you're giving it or 
is out of love towards the Lord and the work of God. All that you see here, it's money. All that we are doing, transmission, everything, equipment, commerce, everything, it's money. And because we are determined that the word must go. So if you are part of the campaign or the campaigners that say that the word must go, then please send the word with your money and the word will go. God richly bless you. So we have started a series of the foundations of the Christian faith. The foundations of the Christian faith. And for some time now, uh, we have been traveling on that. And we know that this foundations of the Christian faith, we have six major foundations or six major uh, doctrines that makes the foundation of the Christian faith. We have already treated repentance from dead works. And we actually looked at it from Hebrews chapter 6. The verse number one we have already handled the repentance from dead works we have looked at faith towards god and then we have also looked at baptisms now we are on baptisms if i'm right we are on baptisms and if you hear the word it is plural so it is not just baptism it is baptisms but is the doctrine of baptisms and personally i was even surprised to know that Baptisms is actually a foundational doctrine of the Christian faith. And I was like, wow, one has to look into it. When I started considering the subject of baptism, I realized that there is much that the church has turned its back to. And I know that by the time I finish with the subject, anybody who is not baptized would want to be baptized because it has something beautiful that it offers us. Hallelujah. Baptism is a subject which has existed even in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament days, they practiced baptism by sprinkling and all those things. The Bible says that you will sprinkle the water, uh, the, the running water, that is the living water, mixed with whatever, you will sprinkle it. They were practicing that. And then in the New Testament, according to John, he said God told him, according to John the Baptist, God told him, that he should baptize by immersion. So John the Baptist started the baptism by immersion. And we're all observing how it was going to go until Jesus, the standard and the conclusion of all doctrines, of all truth, the perfect definition of our faith, the altar and the, 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 the altar of our faith. He is the definition, the perfecter of all things also came to fulfill all righteousness. So we believe that whatever Jesus came to do or what he came to say was in fulfillment of all righteousness. He came and he partook of immersion. So when Jesus partook of the immersion, we realized that no, the whole thing is by immersion. And from that time onwards, all kinds of baptisms which have happened or which had happened had all been by immersion. The word baptism itself means to immerse. It comes from the Greek word baptizo. Baptizo. And we have understood that in this New Testament, you see, it is very possible for you to think that we have more than four baptisms in the New Testament. Why? Because we have John's baptism, which is also like the water baptism. But you see, I I try to look at it from the same view. The only difference between water baptism and John's baptism 
is the fact that John the Baptist was the baptizer but when it comes to our ordinary water baptism it is the believer any believer can be the baptizer and then also the baptizee is actually the person who is being baptized is actually uh, the Jews that is in respect to John the Baptist John's baptism it was the Jews that were being baptized and then the medium was water of course Jordan of course Jordan but when it comes to our normal baptism, water baptism the believer is the baptizer and the baptizee is a new convert or is another believer and then the medium is any water you can immerse in it can be a swimming pool it can be a lake whether lake Bosomtrin or lake whatever lake mary or whatever it can be whatever i mean you can even baptize in your your bath okay feel it and i have a friend who went to uh, missions at china and he was telling me when he was being pursued by the government at a point the chinese were coming to him at a hotel and whilst he was teaching them the word of god in tears they started repenting and they demanded to be baptized so he took them to his bathroom and started baptizing them and he baptized over 100 people in his bathroom baptize you and you walk away baptize you and, and i know god has accepted it one day an ethiopian enoch was traveling and on the wayside met philip the, the disciple and after the ministration of the word the eunuch asked philip there is water here is there any reason why i cannot be baptized so it wasn't a special water they were not looking for jordan always it was not about jordan you know i desire that one day i travel to israel to be baptized in jordan that's the truth honestly i of which one day but you see when i go to jordan and i get baptized in jordan it doesn't cancel my first baptism i did in bremu you see it is still efficacious <laughs> hallelujah so some of you you pride yourself in baptizing in jordan uh, well i don't know what you have seen if it's a call or it's a command fine but for scripturally i don't think it comes to minus or slash off your earlier baptism which was by immersion hallelujah so we understood that we also have a baptism called the baptism by the spirit or the baptism into the body of christ where the holy ghost is the baptizer and the baptizee is the believer and the medium is the body of christ where the holy spirit takes us and then immerse us into the body and makes us part of the body of christ and we understood that this baptism actually happens on the day of your repentance the day that you give your life to jesus the day you accepted jesus christ as your lord and personal savior because it is the holy spirit and he's dealing with your spirit all the activities happen in the realm of the spirit so your eyes may not see them it doesn't mean nothing happened something had happened the bible says that the wind bloweth where it listed we don't see it we all we could only hear the sound and see the effect so we may not see what is happening but we can tell that something has happened when i got born again there is one thing that i saw in my life moving from the crusade grounds to my home i could feel so much joy in my heart i wasn't like that I'm, i was always an angry guy always angry 
always rowdy, violent, always, I mean, behaving some way. But when I got born again, I felt some peace and calmness and joy unspeakable. I was smiling on the road and I was thinking, like I was looking at my skin myself, what has changed? Something is happening to me. I couldn't tell. When I got home, it was painful for me to sleep. I didn't want to sleep because I was enjoying the experience. And when I woke up the next morning, I was trying to find out what does it mean and what should I do as a newborn again person? What should I do? The joy was there. And I didn't want anybody to take it away from me. I didn't want to do anything so that I lose that peace in my heart and that joy. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. David said, that, cast me not away from thy presence and take not the joy of thy salvation. There is a joy that comes, to, that comes with salvation. And that joy took over my heart. Child of God, if you are not born again by the time I finish tonight, you will accept Jesus Christ and that joy, that peace, that tranquility will actually come your way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So, you will get baptized into the body. That is, the Holy Spirit is the one that does that. Actually, the moment you begin to believe, the Bible says that with the heart do we believe into righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation unto what salvation the moment you begin to confess the lord jesus as your personal savior what actually transpires is that you are you are you are you are being brought forth by the holy ghost into the body of christ into righteousness jesus christ is the righteousness into righteousness he is our righteousness so that's what the bible the bible says when the word of god as i'm preaching to you right now when the word of god is coming to you what actually happens is that the word is called the seed of god that is the in, in the greek is the, the sperm of god so you are looking for the sperm of god it is the word of god and as the word is being preached what actually happens is that the word gets into the womb of the holy ghost and then the holy ghost brings the word forth as you hallelujah so your ability to believe the word is actually the conceiving of the holy spirit so the angel went to mary he said be it unto me according to thy word and he said the spirit of the lord shall come upon you he shall overshadow you and that which shall come forth so anytime the word is coming if you could believe something great will come forth and i know tonight something great is coming forth for you in the mighty name of jesus christ we understood there's a baptism also called the baptism of suffering the baptism of suffering which we believe that this is the kind of baptism usually it is not everybody that is prevailed to this baptism actually paul calls it a privilege so i also call it a privilege he said count it all joy when you go through it that's what paul said so it is not everybody that is that has the opportunity or that takes advantage let me put it that way that takes advantage because the bible says, if only you are willing and you are obedient you have access to the goodness of that land now the baptism of suffering though you see the Bible says many are called but few are chosen it is not every called person who willingly accepts the call into a higher dimension in his calling so the Bible says that Jesus Christ he came to the earth he accepted to come he accepted to be born by a, a, a virgin he accepted to go through all the things he went through he accepted to walk on the desert do everything but when he got to Gethsemane he contended for a time and then he the, the spirit of the lord uh, strengthened him like i taught you by the kratos strengthened him to will and to do according to the good purpose 
of the father and then he said father not my will but your will be done so jesus was calling to another dimension and he had to accept the call so at that time jesus was chosen so the bible said that many are called but few are chosen and you see one thing is that the kind of baptism you will go through also has something that happens to your life i have realized that there is no empty baptism including water baptism there is no empty baptism hallelujah including water baptism but today i'm not going on to water on the water baptism i think last time i spoke so much on water baptism if any question comes on that area fine i'll go back and then touch it but until then i'm moving on onto uh, a baptism that is called the holy ghost baptism hallelujah and i'm so excited to talk about this subject the holy ghost baptism the holy ghost baptism the way you will say water baptism it means that the medium is water this one says that the holy ghost baptism it means that the medium is the holy ghost so this time around there's a difference between the baptism into the body of jesus christ that is the baptism by the holy spirit and the baptism and, and the holy ghost baptism they are not the same the baptism by the holy spirit is the baptism that you are baptized into the body of christ but the the holy ghost baptism is actually the baptism which you are baptized into the holy spirit hallelujah i want to try and read a particular scripture from first corinthians 12 the verse number 13 and uh, that is actually not my beginning scripture but i want to show you something from there he said for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body so there is an instance where the holy spirit takes us and then he baptizes us into one body he baptizes us into one body and then when you continue he said whether we be jews or gentiles so whether you are a jew naturally the people of god or by grace you have been saved a gentile he says that whether we are we are bound or free and they said and having been all made to drink into one spirit so by the spirit we are baptized into one body and then we have been made to drink into one spirit hallelujah so you see there's a disparity here one takes you into the body and as long as you are in the body you are also taken into the spirit wow i like this one i like this one wow so if you're in the body you have been made you have been made the word when you're reading the bible take your time god 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 is good at grammar he knows why he selects his words you have been made to drink into one spirit so i may be in the presby church or i may be in kingdom mystery center and you may be in icgc or wherever you are but you see wherever you are you don't have a different holy ghost from what i have we are all being made to drink into one spirit hallelujah we are drunk into i mean man you 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 went to a good school i know and you understand the word into you understand the word into hallelujah so we are looking at the subject of the holy ghost baptism now let's read a scripture from matthew 11 the verse number 12 the, sorry matthew chapter 3 the verse number 11 to 12 matthew chapter 3 the verse number 11 to 12 and then he said that i indeed baptize you 
with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist talking. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And you see some people made it clear that makes it makes us understand that uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is different from the baptism of fire. Yes. And then uh, others also say that the baptism of fire is the same as the baptism of suffering. But I am talking about the Holy Ghost and fire. The Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. He said, whose fun is in his hand and he will thoroughly peg his floor and gather his wheat into the garner but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He will burn up the chaff with unquenchable word. Fire. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is actually the flame of God. The Holy Spirit is the flame of God. So to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, you are baptized with fire. That's why I don't want to separate it. You have been baptized with fire. And the Bible didn't talk about fire baptism several times. You know, when you look at this Mark 8, sorry, Mark 1, verse 8, the same scripture is there, but it spoke about Holy, Holy Ghost baptism. And then Luke 3, 16, it is there. John 1, 3, I think I would like us to read. If Pastor, if you are there, you can just read for me. John 1, 3. John 1, 3. John chapter 1, verse 3. All yeah. things were made by him. Please, can you take your time? Take your time, please. Yes. All things were made by him. He said, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that and without made. him was not anything made that was what that was made hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord hallelujah i think i've missed my scripture but let's forget about it the bible said that and he shall baptize you with the holy ghost that's what the scripture says you see there is what we call the holy ghost baptism which is for every believer this is what I want you to understand. It's for every believer. The Bible says that when Jesus was about to depart from the earth after resurrection, he called his disciples and told them, he called his disciples and told them that they should go and wait at the upper room for the gift, Holy Spirit. Not the gift of the Spirit, but the Holy Spirit as a gift. There's a difference between the Holy Spirit as a gift and the gift of the Holy Spirit. They are not the same. The gift of the Holy Spirit are the gifts that the Holy Spirit imparts into our spirits. But the Holy Spirit himself is also a gift to the church. Let me make certain things clear here. Jesus is a gift to the world, but the Holy Spirit is a gift to the church. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a spirit which the world cannot receive. So the world cannot take advantage of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the advantage of the church. He's the advantage of the church. The world can only receive Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. And then they begin to enjoy, they qualify for the gift of the church called the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Before Jesus died, the Bible says he called his disciples together. And he gave them certain instructions. And after he had given them the instruction, the Bible said that he breathed upon them and said, receive the spirit. And the Bible said from that day on, they received the spirit. So which one was that? Was it the uh, baptism? No, it wasn't. 
And then after resurrection, he called them again and told them they should go and wait in the upper room. This time, there is a mighty occurrence about to happen. That is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is, Jesus is taking the church and dipping the church deep into the spirit. Hey, Yakota. Dipping the church. Child of God, listen to me. The Holy Spirit, like I said, is the advantage of the church. Is the advantage of the believer. Because of the Holy Spirit, we are able to do things which we couldn't have done. The Bible says that this same Spirit, He is the one that searches the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to be able to relate with God. And He's the one that also makes, He's the interface between us and God. The Holy Spirit, He's the interface between us and God. The way God is, you cannot know God by yourself. You must go through some transistors or trans- some transformer. You see, <laughs> the knowledge of God must be stepped down to a certain level, which will be appreciable to your spirit. And it is the work of the Holy Ghost. It is by the Holy Spirit that God the Father and the Son and Himself are able to dwell in the spirit of man. The Bible says that. He said that the Holy Ghost will come unto you. He said, the father and I will come unto you and we shall make our abode in you. The book of Ecclesiastes said that for he has set eternity in their hearts yet they know not. There is eternity in the hearts of men but yet they don't know. You see, what can you imagine this God from whom all things proceeded? This is the mystery. This God from whom all things proceeded or proceeded. Putting all things together bringing this totality together and choosing man as his temple and his dwelling place. How does God with all his powers or all his capacity able to dwell in man? It is by the Holy Ghost. It is by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is not in the realm of the Spirit. Ah, yeah. The Holy Spirit is a realm in himself. He's a realm in himself. The Bible says God dwells in himself. God dwells in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is God. So God dwells in himself. And the Bible says that Jesus has taken the church, the body of Christ, the believer, the one that gives his life to Christ, and he has immersed him into this same spirit. So the place, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, the same place where God dwells, he has placed you. So the Bible says that he is seated with Christ. He had been exalted and sitting at the, I mean, sitting at the right hand side of the Father. The Bible says, We are exalted with Him. Where He is, we are there. Hey. <laughs> so, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a very major thing that we are looking at. Acts chapter 1, the verse number 4 to 5. And then we'll jump to the verse number 8. And being assembled together with them. Commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. It was a command. (laughs) But wait for the promise of the father. Which says. He. Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. The verse number 8 says that, but ye shall receive power 
after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, unto the outermost part of the earth. Hallelujah. Unto the outermost part of the world. The Holy Spirit has many purposes in the life of the believer. But the main purpose the main purpose of the Holy Spirit is to actually uh, 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 set the believer as an evidence. As an evidence. Or to build a believer as a witness. So, when the Holy Ghost baptism comes upon a person, the main purpose, listen to me very careful, is for you to become a witness. Now, this witness I'm talking about, they are in two phases. The Bible says that number one says you shall receive power. You shall receive power. And then you shall become. So one, you receive something and then you become. When we say witness, when you go to the court of law and we say witness, the judge asks, where is your witness? It is two things. It's either what is your witness or where is your witness? And the Bible says that you shall become a witness. So it's either you are the object of witness or you are the person coming to witness. You are either the object of witness so that when people see you or the world see you, by reason of the intoxication of the power of the Holy Ghost, the proof and the manifestations that proceeds from you justify that you have the Holy Ghost in you. It will justify your ability to manifest righteousness. Your ability to do things according to the will of God. Your ability to walk as Christ. Your ability to lay hands on the sick and the, the sick gets healed. Your ability to cast out devils. Your ability to do things with supernatural ability is a proof you are an evidence that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And the other branches, we are supposed to carry the gospel and go and tell people we must be a, the witness of the gospel. We must carry the gospel and go out there and witness. We must witness about Jesus Christ. Why am I saying that? The Bible said that Jesus said that when he, the spirit of truth has come, he said he shall not, he shall, he shall, he shall not speak anything by himself. But he said what? Whatever he hears him say, that's what he will say. And the Bible says that the Holy Ghost intention is to reveal the son. So, if the Holy Spirit is in you as a man or as a believer, you can never do anything on your own and whatever you do is for the revelation of the Son. It's for the revelation of the Son. So, when you are baptized by the Holy Spirit, two major things happen to you. You become the evidence. You become the object of witness. And number two, you become the person that goes for the witnessing. That is why when you, give, you, you get born again, if you remember very well, when you gave your life to Christ fresh, you were so on fire. I don't know why you are not on fire again, but I pray that there will be revival in your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, your natural way of living is to live in the spirit. You are not supposed to visit the spirit realm. The spirit realm is not in the church and then you, you vacate and go somewhere. No, it's a way of life. Hallelujah. So you realize that you are having so much hunger and test in your spirit to go out there and preach and tell people how one 
once upon a time you were so much cast down you were so much in the world you were so stolen by the devil you were walking in the ways of death you were desiring to be free from addiction you were desiring to be free from i mean fornication frustration you are desire you can see that you were walking on the path of satan by some way somehow the power of god broke through and brought you salvation as somebody came to preach to you and that because of the joy of god that is in your heart you go out there and preach to another person and tell the person what has happened to you and we call it witnessing you are telling him of his work in your life the major work that the holy ghost has done in your life now you are telling the world hallelujah you shall become witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in judea and in samaria today there are men or there are people that get born again and they carry the bible and they want to travel out of their country and go and preach because they are international preachers listen to me every international preacher will start local even jesus he started local he was even rejected in his own hometown and then he went out so don't tell me that God has called you for America so you are waiting to go and preach in America whilst your first message has not been preached in Ghana you are a liar, you have been deceived you have been deceived, hallelujah praise the Lord John 7, 37 to 39 you are talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit <laughs> wow in the last day that great day of feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man test, let him come unto me and drink he that believes on me as the scripture has said he that believes on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but this spoke he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the holy ghost was not yet given because that jesus was not yet glorified so this one he was this scripture is actually talking about the baptism of the holy ghost that when you believe, when you believe, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, before there can be an outflow, there must be an overflow. And before there can be an overflow, there must be an infilling. So you see, if there is not overdose, if there is not overdose, there will not be overflow. If there is no overflow, there will not be an outflow. So how can the overdose come? He must pour. So the Bible says, in the last day, he will pour he will pour his spirit upon all flesh he will pour his spirit it's an outpouring it's an outpouring when you read the bible the bible tells us that those eight people who are in the ark with with, with i mean with noah all that happened the noah's uh, what do you call it the flood of noah and all those things the bible describes it as a form of baptism <laughs> he describes it as a form of baptism why because there was a downpour until there was flood until the ark went to rest on mount ararat which symbolized redemption so the bible said that out of your belly shall flow why you see what benefits other people or what benefit the external people is the outflow of what is the outflow of your overflow if you cannot overflow Nobody can benefit from what you carry. So, thank you, Holy Ghost. So, to become a perfect witness or an object of witness 
for the work of redemption, you must actually be baptized by the Holy Ghost. There must be a serious immersion into the Holy Spirit until your cup fills and overflow. Until your body begins to overflow. And not just flow as, uh, I mean, small water. That is, it must flow as living water, as, as, a, as a river. It must flow as a river. So that others can drink from it. So that vegetables can do well. The Bible says that the river that was at, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Garden of Eden. He said, wherever it passed, Havila, there was gold. It went to water the ground. So the rivers that flow out of us must bring hope, life unto other people. So that when we get to a place, we become the light of the world and the salt of this world. When we get into the, you see, we are the hope of this world. That's one thing you must know. Why? Because of the Holy Ghost that is in us. The Holy Spirit. We are moving on. He said that he that believeth, I want to emphasize, he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said. Many a times, we read a scripture in such a way that it doesn't make clear meaning. We read it, he that believes on me. As the scripture has said, out of his belly. There is nowhere in the Bible, the Bible says that out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So, Jesus was not making reference to a particular scripture. No. But what he was making reference to was the act of believing. So, it, where the comma is, it's not supposed to be there in the scripture. The scripture is supposed to be read, he that believes on me as the scripture has said, comma. So, the comma is supposed to come after the said. Why? Because the Holy Ghost baptism is for believers. <laughs> it's for them that have believed according to the scripture. So, it's not just saying, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. No. The Bible says, with the heart do we believe, and with the mouth confession is made unto righteous, I mean, unto salvation. So, until you have believed according to the scriptures, hey, anyone who believes according to the standards of the scripture is entitled to this living water. Until then, you are not. Hallelujah. During the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came upon the disciples, when the Holy Spirit came upon, came upon the disciples, the truth of the matter is that it is not the coming of the Holy Ghost that brought Pentecost. <laughs> so many, many believers, when they hear the word Pentecost, they think that they have heard something about the Holy Spirit. So they say that we can have a meeting like a Pentecost fire meeting or whatever. When you say Pentecost, the word Pentecost is actually a harvest, it's actually a festival unto the God of harvest, which was the Jewish culture. So they were celebrating. It was the day of Pentecost that the Holy Ghost chose, I mean, chose to come. Why? Because they were celebrating harvest. And actually, significantly in the spirit, it was actually a harvest season also. So the Holy Spirit came down and Peter, one person, harvested 3,000 souls. So though it was Pentecost in the flesh, it was also Pentecost in the spirit. Hallelujah. Because the God of the harvest is not the God of the Jews. It's the God Jehovah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says that whilst they were in the upper room, what happened? The Bible says that they heard a sound. Hayakata. They heard a sound. And it felt let's let's read it let's read uh, uh what's the name 
Acts chapter 2. My God, please help me. Acts chapter 2. The verse number 1 downward there about. Acts 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, mm. they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. Yeah. And it filled all the house. That is the very phrase I'm looking for. And it filled all the house. So it filled all. It's like just look at the room where you are. And the place getting filled. You'll be immersed. So it was a kind of baptism. It filled all the house. Not all the people. It filled all the house. So they were immersed in the Holy Ghost. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were overflowing with the Holy Ghost. And they started flowing by the Holy Ghost. And Peter started preaching. Ayakata. And there were a lot of miracles that started happening. Hallelujah. I pray that wherever you are, may you enjoy mighty occurrences by reason of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the one that would take the church or the believer and immerse him into the spirit. And the Bible says that for out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You see, I want to emphasize on the word the rivers of living water. When Jesus met the Samaritan woman by the well, the Bible said that she, he asked the woman for water and the woman couldn't do this. But Jesus told the woman, he said, if you knew the one that is standing in front of you, you would have asked him of water and I would have given he said, he would have given him what? Living water which would never dry up with hair. That word living water, what was Jesus trying to say? It, Jesus was trying to tell the woman about what? The baptism of the Holy Ghost. That if only you can know me, Jesus. He said, if you know, if you know the one standing in front of you, it is by knowledge of him that you will bring you faith. You must know the Lord and believe in him. And then your ability to ask means that you have actually saluted the fact that he is what he says he is. Hallelujah. So Jesus started talking from John 4, the verse number 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God and who it is that says to thee, Give me to drink. He said, Thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. He would have given thee living water. He would have given thee living water. Why this living water? Now, when you read the book of Numbers, eh, where the Bible talks about uh, the, what do you call it? The sacraments. At a point, the Bible spoke about, I think, Numbers 19. The Bible spoke about the fact that when somebody is unclean, or when somebody is sick, or when somebody is suffering for something, he said that you should take, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the running water. And that word running water there, also mean, in, the, in the Hebrew, means rain water. And that word rain water there, also means living water because in the hebrew the living water was the same as the rain water and in the greek this living water is also the rain water the jews used to collect the rain water because they believe it's from heaven they collect the rain water and they mix it with other water to use for uh, cleansing and co- consecration 
and when you have skin disease and many things and whatever or you are caught unclean the moment they clean you for some eight days you'll be fine so jesus saying that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water what it also means that this same water that was bringing cleansing and deliverance and whatever to the people there is a spiritual dimension of it that as you activate it it will flow out of you there is a spiritual dimension so you have problems with maybe certain sicknesses and certain things you know you just have to put your hand on your belly or the, and begin to pray in the spirit as you are praying in the holy ghost you are actually releasing living water and the bible says that it's for sanctification it's for cleansing it's for healing Fibroid, begin to fire menstrual issues begin to fire out of your belly shall flow rivers of living 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 water hallelujah praise the lord when jesus met that woman by the well that woman was actually a whore sleeping with many men and you see in her days it was a disgrace it was a shame she 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 lacked self-identity. She, she lacked integrity. So, and she couldn't go to the well side with other women. So she always went at all times when other women are not there because the women visited the well around three. But this lady always went before the time so that she doesn't go in company. So she was a woman who was full of shame. But why? Once he met Jesus, Jesus made this statement to her. He said that if you ask me, I'll give you living water. Why? Because Jeremiah chapter 17 the verse number 13 says that all that forsake thee shall be ashamed and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth because they have forsaken the lord the fountain of living waters so the absence of the living waters in your life actually will bring you to a place of shame disgrace it will bring you to a place where your name will you be a non-entity it is by the holy ghost some of us are some some somebody's <laughs> hallelujah it is by the Holy Spirit. Please, can you keep playing? Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, who is that says to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and you would have given thee living water. So at that time, what the woman needed was Jesus and his living water. Was Jesus and his living water. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 2.30 says that, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hung them out sittings, broken sittings, that can hold no water. So today you go to uh, churches or certain places, we, we rely heavily on advert more than tongue speaking. We rely heavily on advert and many other things. I mean, we do many things. We have created our own man-made way of delivering the gospel more than relying heavily on the living water. But we are repenting in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We are all made to drink into one body. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bound or free and have been made to drink into what? One body. So the whole thing about Holy Ghost baptism is for all that believe. 
the Holy Ghost baptism is for what? It's for everybody. If you're a believer, you qualify to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. You qualify to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take my time to deal with certain, uh, what do you call it, challenges in the body of Christ concerning the Holy Ghost baptism. But it is for everybody. Whether you are in the Catholic Church, you are in the Anglican Church, you are in KMC, you are in a Presby Church, wherever you find yourself, as long as you are a believer, you are born again. As long as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, as long as you have been baptized into the body of Jesus Christ, child of God, you have also been given access to what? The baptism into the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost baptism. He said that we have all been made. We have all been made. We have all been made to drink into one spirit. We have all, not some. So sometimes you meet some people, they tell you that it is not everybody that uh, when you get born again, you are baptized with the Holy Ghost and all those things. No, it's not true. Everybody has been made to drink into one spirit. Everybody. There's the Bible. Except my Bible is different. But if this statement is in your Bible, then please start revising your notes. Child of God, that you don't believe does not make the truth a lie. I'm telling you the truth. You must believe it. Hallelujah. We have been made. And you see, when we check all the events about the Holy Ghost baptisms, when we check all the events about the Holy Ghost baptism, there is something we see. At every point in time, the Holy Ghost baptism came upon people. It came with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It came with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Pastor, what are you talking about? It's in the scriptures. At every point in time, there was not a single time the Holy Ghost came upon people as a baptism that they never spoke in tongues. They all spoke in tongues. But pastor, is it everybody that will speak in tongues? As for me, I don't speak in tongues, but I do this rather. When this happened rather, listen to me. When I check from my Bible, of which I know is the same in your Bible, I realize that at every baptism of the Holy Ghost, there is always speaking in tongues, which is evidential. And sometimes, some other times, some people are privileged to have other manifestations like prophesying, like praising God, like rejoicing. And they are all in the Bible I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Hallelujah. The days of Pentecost in Acts 2, the verse number 2 to 4. The Bible says that, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. So that's the baptism of fire. The same representation. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all, not some. They were all, everybody who was a believer at that, that time. During that dispensation. That season, that moment. Everybody who was a believer and was in the upper room. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them one utterance so with the holy <laughs> thank you holy spirit when it comes to the apostles or the disciples in the upper room they had two things they enjoyed the spirit's utterance which i've no one to, i don't want to go into that and then the speaking of tongues 
So as they were speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost was also giving them utterance. The Holy Ghost was also giving them what? Utterance. And when we come to the house of Cornelius, which is also another season or another event of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, the verse number 44 to 46, it says, while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believe were astonished as many as came with Peter because, because that on the Gentile also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost for they heard them speaking with tongues and magnifying God. They ans- then answered Peter. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so Cornelius' house also, when Peter, Cornelius was a Gentile with his family. When Peter went with some of the Jews, after the angel of the Lord, under the instruction of God, to Cornelius' house, and Peter preaching to Cornelius, and Cornelius receiving Jesus as his Lord and Savior, the Bible said that whilst Peter was preaching like I'm preaching right now, he said the Spirit fell upon them, and I pray that the Spirit will fall upon you wherever you are. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Spirit fell upon them, and they began to speak in tongues. All of them, that's what the Bible said, they all began to speak in tongues. And it surprised all the other Jews that went with them. Because they were surprised that the uncircumcised people were also speaking in tongues. Wow. And this time, they were not just speaking in tongues, they were also glorifying or magnifying God. It means that they may have been singing in tongues or they may have been doing something which symbolized magnification or the magnifying what? The Lord. Hallelujah. The other point I want to also remind you, you see, all all the events, there's not a single one. There is not a single one. I don't know the one you talk about, but for my Bible, there's not a single one there that didn't come with speaking of tongues. The converts at Ephesus. Paul visited some people at Ephesus. Some converts. Acts 19, the verse number 3 to 6. Acts 19, the verse number 3 to 6. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily, John baptized, verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is, on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, you, you see, th- this place is talking about three different kinds of baptism. This scripture is talking about three different kinds of baptism. When John, Peter, I mean, Paul asked them, who baptized you? Or which baptism did you partake? They said that they partook of John the Baptist's baptism. That is one. And then whilst Paul was preaching and was explaining the scriptures, the Bible says that they immediately they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Which means that they were also baptized into the body of Christ. That's another kind of baptism. They were baptized whilst Paul was preaching. He didn't stop to carry them to water side. Whilst he was preaching, you see, it is <laughs> to be baptized into the body. It comes by the hearing of the word. As you hear the word, faith is built in your spirit. And as you believe and you confess, the Bible says that what? You are born again. So they were baptized into the body of Jesus Christ. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them 
and they spoke with tongues and prophesied wow so this is another level of baptism after which paul laid his hands now they were baptized with the holy spirit and they started speaking in tongues so we see that this time around they didn't only speak in tongues they also prophesied but one denominator was common it was a common denominator tongue speaking was the commonest denominator it ran through all events of holy ghost baptism so one we have understood that the baptism of the holy spirit is for every believer every believer must be baptized by the holy spirit every believer must be baptized into the body of christ and as long as you are in the body of christ we are all made to drink into one spirit and if truly we are made to drink into one spirit then i'm here to tell you that it is every believer's responsibility to also speak in tongues you must have that evidence <laughs> pastor me when the holy ghost baptism came upon me i prophesied didn't speak in tongues listen to me you chose not to speak in tongues and then accepted the prophecy and i'm going to show you if i have time i'll show you that that angle how it happens like that that at the end of the day some people don't speak in tongues and others speak in tongues except you're not a believer if you're a believer you will speak in tongues hallelujah so from the scriptures we realize that tongue speaking was a constant evidence or proof of the holy ghost baptism you may have other manifestation but the evidence of tongue speaking is constant you can't do anything about it hallelujah there is one point i want to make clear to you when we speak in tongues tongue speaking can be a language known or unknown wow that's another bone of contention there that's another bullet even in the christendom because we had always known that to speak in tongues we are speaking always in a language that is unknown yes it's true but the bible said in acts 2 the verse number 7 to 8 he said that they were completely astonished saying look are not all these who are speaking galileans then how is it that each of us hears in our own language or native dialect that means that when the disciples started speaking in tongues by reason of the baptism of the holy spirit those who were around if there was a gunman was a gunman there he could hear them speaking in gun if there was an ever there he could hear them speaking if there was a chinese there he could hear them speaking in chinese hallelujah so there is a tongue speaking that makes meaning in the ears of hearers <laughs> pastor where are you taking us follow me three thousand people gave their life to christ some of them were hearing their own language because they were speaking one day i was praying with a sister way back in california as far as california we we're on phone talking and she she she, she had been with the college church and once i was speaking to her i started talking to her about the baptism of the holy spirit i told her how relevant it is she may be born again but you see there are certain things which the bible talks about we are not talking about church doctrines we are talking about script, bible doctrine and we have to look at that so once i was speaking with her i started praying with her she was on phone and then immediately once i was praying with her she started speaking in tongues i never seen her face before i didn't know her from adam by recommendation she called me and we started dealing with some issues in her life and then she started speaking in tongues 
she spoke i kept quiet for her to speak for about 10 minutes spoke and after i said how do you feel he said pastor i feel some joy i feel so much boldness i feel refreshed i feel peace i said wow i said that is it then she told me that there's a revival going on in her church the Catholic church which is organized by the Catholic charismatic and they are receiving the reverend father all the way from uh one of i think australia or so australia or australia one of them white man and when she went into the meeting for the first time she chose to go for the Catholic charismatic meeting when she went into the meeting she was telling me the testimony the following day after the ninth meeting in u.s what happened she was telling me when she went into the meeting whilst the white priest was preaching at a point he stopped and started praying and whilst the man was praying the man started speaking a language which in ghana we call it tree and then she opened the eyes and she was looking at this white man presuming that the man had been to ghana before so afterwards she went to the man and said and the man was looking at him hey said what do you mean but i heard you speaking in my native language he said no i was speaking in the language of the holy ghost (laughs) so the the white man was speaking in tongues and the black man was hearing her native language and from that day she believed she called me she was so excited and i showed her the scripture that there are times you speak and people hear what you are saying so that one is there i'm taking you somewhere now listen to me very careful first corinthians 14 the verse number two he says for one who speaks in an unknown tongue so this time around he has qualified it with what the unknown tongue for one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people but to god for no one understands him or catches his meaning but by the spirit he speaks mysteries secret truths hidden things unto god hallelujah so when it comes to speaking in tongues we have two dimensions we have speaking in tongues to the hearing of men and we have speaking in tongues to the hearing of god i mean speaking in an unknown tongue let me put that way speaking in an unknown tongue it is a kind of speaking that you even the one speaking it you don't even know because you are a man no man understand it <laughs> no man understand it that is when you have come before god and you want to communicate certain things from your heart unto god you have not come with the intention of speaking to men you have come with the intention of speaking to god when you open your mouth and begin to speak when you open your mouth and begin to speak you will begin to speak unto god and the communication is between you and god alone and no man must be privileged to it and that is the dimension so the approach is part of it the bible says that they heard them speaking in their language and peter stepped forward and started preaching them so at that time the holy spirit wanted their attention the holy spirit wanted to communicate to men not to god so men had to hear but there are times the holy spirit wants you to communicate to god and men do not have to hear we call it unknown tongues and child of god i want you to also understand that there's a difference between praying in tongues and speaking in tongues they are also not the same 
though praying in tongues is a dimension of speaking it's a, it's a kind of speaking which is spoken unto God and that is the point where no man can understand you it must be to God because you don't pray to man you pray to God wow wow <laughs> the baptism of the Holy Ghost hallelujah I'm just going to run up for today and we'll continue probably next week maybe on baptism for one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people but to God and I like the qualification an unknown tongue for no man understands him or catches meaning but by the spirit he speaks mysteries unto unto God but pastor the bible talks about the fact that uh, we have tongues that must be translated or must be interpreted and we must understand it hey yes it's true you see in the world of speaking in tongues is <laughs> the truth is that all tongues are not the same I heard a testimony by one great prophet in Ghana. Prophet Yawano. When he was traveling one day in an aeroplane and met is it an Arabian or a sheikh one, one, in, a, in a, an aeroplane sitting by her, him and he tried to preach Christ to him and the man didn't want to hear him at all. And he was wondering what she should do. And the Holy Spirit told him, speak in tongues. <laughs> speak in tongues. So he opened his mouth and started speaking in tongues. When he spoke in tongues, after he relaxed in his chair. And the man asked him, how did you know all this? Who told you my mother's name? Who told you my father's name? How did you know the conversation that went on between my mother and I? <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see, at that time, the Holy Spirit wanted to speak to the man. And to prophet or not, it was tongue speaking. But yet, many heard it in their own native. Their own native language. But when the Holy Ghost chooses, or when you take a decision, and you tell the Holy Spirit, I want to talk to God, and you choose to speak in tongues, Pastor, can I choose to speak in tongues? Yes. Because it's a gift given you. You can operate it at any day, any time. When you choose to speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit gives you utterance which men cannot fathom, men cannot understand, men cannot interpret. It's mysteries. You are speaking great mysterious things unto God. Things that you may not even have idea about. But you see, apart from that dimension of speaking in tongues, there is another dimension of speaking in tongues which is the gift of speaking in tongues, which is the gift that comes from the Holy Spirit. This first speaking in tongues I've just spoken about is the gift that comes by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And after you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit and taking a walk with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit from himself gives you a gift. Which one of the gifts is the gift of speaking in diverse tongues. That is another realm. That is another realm altogether. Hallelujah. 
but that is not what I'm looking at today. We are looking at speaking in tongues as an evidence of what? The baptism of the Holy Spirit or the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. What are some of the purpose of speaking in tongues? What are some of the purpose of speaking in tongues? Number one, to be able to pray according to the will of God. That is for prayer. For prayer. For prayer. First Corinthians 14 2. First Corinthians 14 2. For one who speaks in an own tongue does not speak to people but to God. For no one understands him or catches his meaning. But by the spirit he speaks mysteries. He speaks mysteries. Secret truth. So right now I can begin to pray I may be communicating the solution for COVID-19 but even me, I don't know, it's a mystery I don't know (laughs) I don't know number two, for self edification or promotion of spiritual growth when we pray in tongues or when we speak in tongues the Bible says that when we speak in tongues, the verse 4, the verse 4 of the same scripture. Man of God, you can help me, please. First Corinthians 14, 4. First Corinthians 14, 4. When we pray in tongues, the Bible says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. But he that prophesied edified the church. He that speaks in an unknown tongue, that's what? Edifies himself. But he that prophesies, that's what? He edifies the church. He edifies the church. So when you pray in tongues, you build yourself. You build yourself. So the book of Jude, Jude one twenty, he says that build up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So as you are praying in the Holy Ghost, your faith is building. Your love life is getting better. Your intelligence is growing. Many things are falling in place. You are building yourself. You are building yourself. Don't be quick to answer men. Be quick to ask God. Be quick to ask God. Be quick to talk to God. Be quick to speak in tongues before you address men. The verse number 12 of the same scripture. Man, God, you have to help me there. Verse 12. Uh-huh. Even so ye, uh-huh. for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. For he that prays in tongues edifies what himself but he that prophesies that's what edifies the church and paul said it is better to speak in tongues for it to be interpreted for when it is interpreted it brings edification to the church that means that an interpreted tongue is actually a prophecy an interpreted tongue is actually a prophecy. Now you need to understand this. The Bible didn't say that he that translates tongue. There's a difference between translation and interpretation. Translation communicates what you have said in a language in another language without tempering or without making any attempt of communicating meaning. But interpreting focus on making understanding. So, so I can I can speak in tongues and a missing link person will stand there and do like that. To you, you think the person is throwing his hands. But to a certain uh, deaf and deaf person, he understands. It, it makes meaning. It has been interpreted. It wasn't translated. 
So we have interpretation of tongues. So tongues cannot be translated, but it can be interpreted. So I can speak in tongues and tell you, in 1962, I saw your mother, but in 2020, your father will be, I will say something, but me, I don't know. I may not understand. It has been interpreted. Libra Koshataya. I see the glory of the Lord come upon your life. It can be interpreted, but it cannot be translated. It cannot be translated. And when tongues is interpreted, the Bible says it edifies the church. Edification of the church means that it doesn't benefit you alone. Whoever is present that is a believer will be built, will be edified, will grow, will improve, will become better. Any believer around you at that time is the church. You and the person, you are the church. So if you are in a group of believers, you are in a church. If you are in a, a company of one or two, you are in a church and you shall be edified. The next thing is for intercession. We speak in tongues for intercession. The verse number 14, the same scripture. Verse 14. Mm -hmm. For if I in an unknown tongue. For if I pray in an unknown tongue. My spirit. He said my spirit is the one doing the praying. Katalaba. But my As I pray in an unknown tongue, there's a communication from my spirit. It is my spirit that is praying because my mind is not the one organizing the syllables or vocabularies or arranging the grammar. My mind is unfruitful. I cannot arrange it, neither cannot understand it. My spirit is doing the praying. My spirit is doing the praying. So I cannot be praying Lema Sotariado Brakita Brandaya and know that I'm no 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 I can't tell what is going on. My holy the holy the spirit in me is doing the praying. My spirit is doing the praying. And at what time is my spirit doing the praying? Katalaba Sota. The Bible says that the things of God they are spiritually discerned. My spirit is actually communicating the things that is receiving of the Holy Ghost. What the Holy Spirit is showing my spirit. My spirit picks it and makes it known. My spirit is communicating. The Holy Spirit will tell my spirit, come on, pray about this. Pray about your mother. Pray about your father. Pray about the job. Pray for the bus that is on the road to Accra. Pray for the flight that has taken off to Heathrow. Pray, pray. And as you are praying, you are making mysteries available. Things you don't have an idea. Romans, Romans, 8 26 to 27. Oh, Romans 8. it pains me. You have to bring it to an end. Like the spirit of help it. You see, he said, likewise, the spirit also helps what our infirmity. Now, what is the infirmity the spirit is talking about? This this one is talking about the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps our infirmity. For we know the infirmity is that one, we don't know. What we ought to pray for, and how we have to pray it. These are the two infirmities in the life of the believer during prayer. Tell me it's not true. You don't know what you have to pray for, and how you see. We may be praying, Lord, the COVID 19, Lord, take it away. We bind the spirit, we bind the something. We bind for all you know, it's not, it's not even a virus, a bacteria. 
for all you know it is not anything it's just a certain wind that is going we may not know what we are praying for so in order to pray accurately we need to pray by the spirit it is only the holy ghost that knoweth the deep things of god man of god read that scripture for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Yes. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for but us. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession. Mm. So what it means that when we are praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit is interceding on our behalf to make our prayer accurate before the Father. With groanings which cannot be added. With groanings. You see, when we talk about groanings, we are not talking about Father in the name of Jesus. We are talking about praying and coming to a point and you cannot express words. All we can hear proceeding from your lips is like the way Hannah was in the temple and the priest saw and thought Hannah was drunk and it was like words are not coming out. You can just hear sounds. You can't tell what it is with groanings which cannot be expressed continue and he that searched the hearts ah. know what what is the ah. mind of the spirit ah. Ah. it is only by praying in tongues that you can pray the mind of god he that searches the heart he knows what is the mind of the spirit it is only by praying in tongues that you can pray according to the will of god at that time what is god thinking is God thinking about COVID-19 or 5G or uh, vaccination? or What is God thinking? What is the root of the cause? It is the Holy Spirit. He searches all things. He searches the deep things of God. So when we begin to pray in tongues, when we begin to pray in the Spirit, we are diving and we are agreeing. We are praying according to the will, the, the mind, what God is really looking at. What really is the... Is the, is the is the need of the time you are praying hey, child of God listen to me <laughs> the baptism of the Holy Spirit it is not somebody's doctrine it is actually uh, the foundational doctrine of the Christian faith speaking in tongues is not optional listen to me you must do it otherwise so many things will not be accurate in your life it's true it's true it's true. I also say that it's a sign to the unbeliever. We have already done that. That is a sign. Uh, uh, it is used for intercession. Intercession means that coming between, coming in between, for somebody. So you can, when you pray in tongues, you can pray for situations you are not even aware are, are, are happening. If maybe your father has traveled or your wife has traveled, and there's supposed to be maybe an accident on the way. The Holy Ghost knows already, and there is a there is a tinkling or there is a stirring in your heart to start praying, but you don't know what to pray about. You you feel like you should pray, but you don't know what to pray about. Begin to pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, you will be praying what God is considering at that moment. You'll be praying what God is considering at that moment. Child of God, when you are praying in tongues and people are insulting you, oh, one more about tongues, don't worry. Don't worry. Sometimes I hear some politicians saying that those that pray in tongues, they are mad. Every day, they are mad every day. Rababa, 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 rababa. Oh, listen. It's okay. If they don't say it, then you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not praying well. Because they cannot understand. It doesn't make sense to them. So they see us mad people. The Bible has said it. It said no man can understand. Why won't somebody call you a madman if you cannot understand what you are saying? So it is normal. Don't be worried. Keep getting mad. One day we'll see who is mad. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 22 says that it is also a sign to the unbeliever. It's also a sign to the unbeliever. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and mm. travaileth in pain mm. together until now. Abba. And not only they, but ourselves also, ah, yeah. which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to the wait adoption. the redemption of our body. We are groaning, waiting for what? The adoption. The other point is that it's a fulfillment of prophecy. It's a fulfillment of prophecy in the verse number 21 of 1 Corinthians 14. The verse number 21. The prophecy is actually in Isaiah 28. In the law, 12. In the law it is written, mm-hmm. with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto these people. So you heard that. The Bible spoke about it. In Isaiah 28, the verse number 11 to 12. And then made a reference to it from 1 Corinthians 14. He said that in the law it is written that with diverse tongue will I communicate to them. In the law it is written. So in the Old Testament, it's a prophecy there. So speaking in tongues is actually prophesied before our arrival. And then also, uh, I want to end with this. And probably next time I, I will talk about the common objections the common objections why people certain things that make people uh certain point people raise against speaking in tongues and then i will take it scripturally like not every believer is supposed to speak in tongues and like every christian has the holy spirit and does not need to have any other baptism again and then the area of fear and all these things i will begin to take it one after the other i will begin to address it but finally to speak in tongues what tongue speaking does for us is it helps us to praise god well it helps us to praise god and worship god well it helps us to praise god and worship god well verse 15 and 17. verse 15. what is it then i will pray with the spirit mm. and i will pray with the understanding also that, i will sing with the spirit and i will sing with the understanding also i will pray with the spirit and i'll pray with the understanding also i will sing with the spirit and i will sing with the understanding also i will also return in the spirit <laughs> and i'll return in understanding to make things clear to you next week same time god bless you for staying to you i love you and i know your life is blessed i pray for you in the mighty name of jesus anyone that is desiring the baptism of the holy spirit pastor am i going to listen you are not going to receive the holy you are not going to it's it's not now that the the lord is going to give you the holy spirit he has has been given already as for the giving has been given but the receiving the bible as many as receive it when it comes to the holy ghost baptism the bible always use the word receive 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 that means that it is not now he's going to give it he has given him already and it's up to you to receive receive the faith to receive the holy ghost wherever you are as you are desiring to speak in tongues one day i was praying for a brother and when i released him he went on campus on Achimata campus it was at the uh, wc that the tongue speaking broke forth and started speaking in tongues at the wc i pray for you that as you are going about your normal duties even right now receive the baptism of the holy ghost receive it in the mighty name of jesus with the evidence of speaking in tongues and prophesying with the evidence of speaking in tongues and praising god with the evidence of speaking in tongues and healing with the evidence of speaking in tongues and celebrating in the mighty name of jesus christ receive 
the baptism of the spirit in jesus precious name i have prayed if you have not given your life to christ and you want to accept jesus as your lord and personal savior at this time i want to lead you in prayer wherever you are i want you to accept jesus as your lord and personal savior and you will qualify to partake of the baptism of the holy ghost wherever you are in this dispensation if there is anybody you need it's the holy spirit now wherever you are, i want you to raise up your hands and you want to say lord jesus say lord jesus i thank you for your word that has come to me i've heard that you are a gift to the world i accept you as my lord and personal savior and i declare that you came to die i declare that you came to die for my soul for me to be saved you were buried and you rose again on the third day i declare you are the son of god and i believe write my name in the book of life from today jesus i accept you as my lord and personal savior in jesus precious name thank you for receiving me for giving me all my sins in jesus name amen thank you for listening if you enjoyed the podcast you can subscribe you can share with your friends take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at kmc worldwide for more information visit kmcworldwide.org thanks again for listening God bless you.